Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm Kara, and you're listening to Cultivated Conversations. A space where we talk about life, family, work, where we're getting it right, and where we're getting it wrong. And what it means to live and purchase ethically in a fast-moving world. Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, pull a seat up at the table, and know that wherever you are on your journey, you belong, and we are so glad you've joined us. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Today on the show, I have Amy, and she is going to talk to us about thrifting and estate sales. And I actually invited her on because, as you guys know, a few months back on Instagram, I asked for some ideas of who to invite on that loves thrifting and could give us some tips, and you guys suggested Amy. So welcome, Amy. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, get us started. Tell us about you, your life, your family, work, all the good details. Okay. I am, uh, my name's Amy Teague, and I'm an artist. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've been married for almost 21 years and have three kids that I've homeschooled from the beginning. My oldest is 16 and my youngest is 12. And what kind of art do you do? I am a photographer and filmmaker, and I love working with nonprofits. I've traveled around the world, storytelling for nonprofits. Uh, That's the most fulfilling work I've ever done, but I also storytell for families and small businesses as well. Uh So I love telling a story through words and images, either moving or still, and um, I, I feel like... It kind of goes back, I think we'll talk about it later, one of the reasons why I love thrifting and collecting old things, it's kind of the same reason why I document families the way I do, because uh, I, I feel like each little thing that I collect has a story of its own, and if I don't know the story, if it's not something from my family, then... I kind of like to imagine the story about that thing that I'm bringing into my house. So anyway, story is a big part of who I am and what I do. That's awesome. I followed your work for a while just from some mutual friends that you've photographed. And Melissa also just loves your work. So when they suggested you, I was like, oh, yeah, let's get her. (laughs) So I love that you've traveled all over the world to document stories. I just, that sounds wonderful. Oh, thank you. I, it's my goal to, uh, to apply to 40 nonprofits by the end of the year, because that's what I would really love to do full time. But being a full time homeschool mom, it gets kind of tricky leaving as well. So I just kind of have to leave it up to God and what his plans are for me and for my business and, and make peace with that. Each door will open that needs to open and each door will close that needs to close. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to pass your name on to some people. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> I would love that. So you've already mentioned this a little bit, but tell us what you love about thrifting and estate sales. And for a listener that doesn't think that this is their avenue of ethical purchasing, get us excited about it. Okay. I think that my passion for the old things uh, or... Um, thrifted items maybe started when I was a kid and I didn't know about that but I would spend summers with my grandma and grandpa in Tennessee and my grandma was 
I wouldn't say she was a classic hoarder, but she saved everything. She saved all the dresses and the hats and the gloves and the purses. She had patterns from um, when my mom and her sisters were little. And so she would make these dresses from patterns um, that were from the 50s and the 60s for me. And she taught me to Uh sew and embroider. And um, but I I spent hours watching films that were created when, you know, on the eight millimeter, the super eights. And uh, I I really just I it was it's so nostalgic to dig Uh through all the albums and and imagine, you know, my grandma or my mom or my aunties wearing these outfits or wearing these hats Uh and gloves and handbags that I could play with, you know, as a little girl, all the little jewelry and the trinkets and things. So I would say that when I was really young, I fell in love with the old stuff and the, just the, she had all the old time magazines from when Kennedy was killed or, um, and the newspaper articles and the old records. And I would listen to um, the records in my grandpa's study. And uh, I don't know. that I think that's what started it for me. So as I got older, I still was kind of eclectic. Um, I worked in retail for 14 years for different companies, Gap, Banana Republic, um, Ann Taylor, and I was a little bit disillusioned by one, the price point for the quality. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still yeah. love those brands, but but at the same time, it was hard to justify the expense and where they were made and knowing that it would cost a dollar and 75 cents to make these sunglasses that we were selling for $120. It just didn't, it was hard to reconcile for me. Right. So um, my love for the old items kind of transitioned to the need to save money as uh-huh. I started having a family. And, um, and then it became kind of the thrill of finding a deal. I, yeah. I, I got kind of addicted to the feeling of finding that super cute outfit or um, finding those super expensive shoes or I I don't know. I mean, my entire house, I think there's maybe one item in each room that I bought new, but the rest of the furniture in my whole house is thrifted or um, garage sailed or buy, sell, trade. I I, I just don't buy things new. It's very rare and it's kind of a treat. And if I do, I will drop a lot of money on that one thing. Uh-huh. I keep it forever. You know, I just, right. I, I keep those dresses from anthropology forever. So um, yeah. anyway, let's see. I love that. I think you got, I don't know if our listeners are excited, but I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We actually um, had this white couch and it started peeling and had to get rid of it. And so my husband and I just kept saying, we've got to get a new couch. We've got to get a new couch. And we walked into Salvation Army one day, and there was this $50 couch. looked like it was brand new. And it's in our home yes. now. We just That's amazing. On the spot. That's my favorite thing. I'm, and I was, I pulled up every cushion, and I FaceTimed my mom to make sure that, like, does this look as high quality as I think it does? And yeah. So yes. now when my toddlers, like, spill something, I'm not like, <gasps> 
I spent a thousand dollars. I'm like, let's yes. clean this up and yes. fix it. But yes. <laughs> and you know, I so. read a book years ago called A Severe Mercy and it's by Sheldon Van Ocken. And it's the story, it's a, it's a memoir. He was a friend of C.S. Lewis's. They were at school together uh-huh. in Oxford. And he was an atheist that um, knew C.S. Lewis as C.S. Lewis left atheism and moved into a faith in Christ. And they started corresponding through letters. So this book is a collection of letters uh, back and forth, kind of explaining the whole thought process behind his conversion, C.S. Lewis's conversion. But one of the interesting, it's also a love story of Sheldon and his wife. And uh, one of the things that they would do, they were both from wealthy families, but they chose to live super simply, like would live on a boat, um, you know, with nothing basically out of Uh choice and they talked about their first car that they bought new they took a hammer to it just to go ahead and give it its first ding so it wouldn't be some traumatic some issue to fight over or be super disappointed when um, they got their first ding and said they just did it on they did it straight away (laughs) and got it over with and I thought wow it's actually kind of an interesting principle, especially when we live with kids, because we can get really Uh wrapped up in um, the cost and the the perceived worth. And then it can outweigh sometimes, really, kids are going to make messes. And um, the consequence that we feel like we need to give them when it's just a thing. Yeah. You know, kids being kids and Although at the same Absolutely. point, I'm a neat freak, so I, I totally get not wanting kids to purposefully mess up things. But anyway, yes, that's a divergent for sure. topic. So. <laughs> Do you have some tips for thrifting? Any strategies? And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, is do you have a different strategy for thrifting versus estate sales? Yes. So estate sales, I've come to know certain companies locally that I really like versus some that I don't. I know that some are just higher price point. I know that those are the ones that I'm not gonna go to till it's 25 or 50% off, like so the second or third day when they start doing uh-huh. markdowns, um, mainly because I just don't wanna fall in love with something that I shouldn't pay so much money for. <laughs> if, if I yeah. don't know it's there, then it's not gonna hurt. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of those brands are on or those estate sale companies are now on Facebook and they list their items that they're selling. And so I can also, as a time saver, I can kind of preview a sale and get the feel for the house and the style of the people that lived there and then know if it's worth my time to go look through their things or not. Um, The thrift stores, obviously they don't send out flyers, but I do know (laughs) certain days that that are sale days, like, one particular that I really like. And and I will say that I prefer shopping at thrift stores that are locally owned versus the big companies like Goodwill or Salvation Army. I feel like that okay. locally owned are better priced. Um, okay. And their specials are really different than going to Goodwill or Salvation Army. Like the one that I go to often is their Sundays are 99 cent days. And so everything except the current colored tag will be 99 cents. And that's kind of exciting. So uh, typically, I I don't go as often as I used to when my kids were little. 
Um, now we go with very specific things in mind. If we're looking for a certain kind of dish, if we're looking for a prop for a show we're in or a costume for a party that we're going to. And we know pretty specifically what we're looking for. And we go on the days that are sale days. Um, at one point I knew like, okay, they put new things out on you know, these two days of the week, but now uh -huh. the store has transitioned to just putting things out as they get them. Okay. Um, and I, I think that most thrift stores have kind of come to that, even Goodwill and Salvation Army, they're just constantly replenishing the floor as they process the items in the back room. Okay. But learning your, your thrift stores that are nearby, learning their specials, their calendar of specials is really important. And a lot of them will give you a a calendar of the whole month listing their specials day by day. So our listeners can just go in and ask for their sales calendar? Yes. Typically, they're okay. sitting up at the cash register or on a little flyer stand at the front door. You can take okay. those when you go. Um, I think it's Salvation Army that they'll often put them just in your bag without being an ask. They'll just slip that in your bag for you okay. or ask you if you want one when you're checking out. Um, I have... I have one particular thrift store, and it is a Salvation Army that is an amazing bookstore. And we're big bookies here. We're big bookworms. So I know that this particular store is super organized. So they have all their mysteries. They have all their classics. They have poetry. They have children's books, religious sections. And it is phenomenal because I can go buy a novel that I was going to pay $24.99 for at Barnes and Noble, and I'll find it for $2 at this thrift store. It's yeah. the only thrift store that I know of in town where they're really super organized and categorized, but I've gotten so many amazing books and gifts actually as well for hardly anything, and they look brand new. Yeah. So that's really exciting. So tell our Tulsa listeners are just going, oh my gosh, but tell us which store that is. So tell us which <laughs> store the Salvation Army is and tell us okay. the store that does the 99 cents okay. on Sundays. So the the local thrift store that I really love is called Quality Thrift. Um, it is at 51st and Peoria, so just okay. south of I-44. There's also a super cool antique mall right next door. And when my kids were little, I would bribe them at the thrift store with um, Mexican popsicles next door. If if they would be good while I thrifted, <laughs> we would go get a Mexican popsicle. Now my kids are all into thrifting and we still go get the Mexican popsicle. Just <laughs> tradition. But. Um, then the, the, the amazing bookstore, I'm trying to think, I think it's Garnett and or is 129th I'll have to look it up 129th East Avenue and it's up near between 11th and Admiral on the east side of the okay. street okay. yeah I can look that up and put a link in our show notes okay yeah it's at for I think it's guests. a Salvation Army and um and it's it really it's phenomenal I don't do much clothes shopping there anymore um but and it's a gigantic clothing, the, the clothing section is gigantic. They have a lot uh -huh. fewer household items than a lot of other thrift stores, but their book section is what's really killer. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite items in your wardrobe that you found thrifting or from an estate sale? Oh, so this summer our family went on a massive road trip to the West Coast. 
and while we were in San Francisco, we, we went up to Haight and Asbury um, area and hit some thrift stores. And while we were there, my oldest daughter and I, we really love thrifting together. And so we found a local Goodwill at the top of the hill and went in and I got this killer, um, killer <laughs> leather jacket that is, yes. it's like a trench coat that kind of goes to, you know, mid thigh, it's camel color. It looks brand new. And I, it's, I don't know. I can't, I don't, clearly I don't have words for it. I'm so in love with it. I've been waiting for the weather to turn so I could get this thing on. Um, you know, at, when my kids were little, I would get super excited when I'd find Matilda Jane at the uh -huh. thrift store. And um, we, we were big Matilda Jane fans when my kids were little and now they're too big for it. But uh, <laughs> those things, I can still remember that really exciting thing that you know when I would get that yeah. there was also a day that I got this adorable Kate Spade bag at a oh, thrift store wow. and you know I got my I, it was you know two or three dollars and I, I felt like this overwhelming guilt come over me like I was stealing it I, I mean, I was like, kids, get in the car, quick. I just felt like, they're, surely they're going to know that they should yeah. charge me $30 for this or whatever. But Right. Um, yeah, I've gotten some fry boots that are oh, wow. some of my favorite shoes in my closet. And um, I know some people are a little weirded out by, by shoes, putting shoes on. And I wouldn't necessarily yeah. buy sandals. Um, but something that I would wear socks with, I, I don't really yeah. have a problem with, uh, but that's just my own personal preference. I'm giving you an awkward face. I've never thought about that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going through all my shoes that I bought secondhand. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it depends on the shoe, obviously. Yeah. It, it, some of the heels or sandals, if, if they look brand new, I, I probably wouldn't care, but yeah. it's like a tennis Better shoes. Worn. I don't know. I probably wouldn't yeah. go for that. I get you now. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm a little germy, a little, yeah. <laughs> a little neat breezy. So <laughs> it crosses my mind, that's for sure. Oh, some okay. of my other yeah. fa favorite yeah. things that I've gotten, I've gotten some amazing books. Like I said, we love books. So um, it's enabled me to buy books that I couldn't otherwise afford. It's beautiful uh -huh. collections of Shakespeare or a lot of the classics that we have been uh -huh. reading. I've been reading for years. These are treasures in my house. Quilts. I love, love yeah. quilts. And I've gotten, I have quite a collection of quilts. And those are from estate sales and, and uh, thrift stores. So. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you and Lisa, I always, um, I was over at her house the other day. Um, Lizzie loves health. Yes. And She's one of my friends. Yeah, she was showing me a beautiful coat she got at a Oh, yes. She has cell such a great a collection of coats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so amazed. Yeah. So we finish our show with a few questions. And the first one, tell us about a recent purchase that you've made for your wardrobe. Oh, okay. So every fall, I make one to two purchases, like planned purchases. Last uh -huh. year, I wanted a black motorcycle leather jacket. Um, and so I was on the hunt. So specifically things that I, uh, 
that I know that I want in my wardrobe that can be uh-huh. worn a lot. So, um, so that was on my list last year. Nailed it. Got the most fabulous jacket at a consignment store that I love. And, um, and so that was my piece last year. This year, I really needed black jeans and uh-huh. some plain black leggings because I, I do, I actually am a yoga person. <laughs> I don't just wear the clothes, uh-huh. but I didn't have a single pair of <laughs> black leggings. They're all crazy, like gnomes and mushrooms or um, psychedelic weird things or feathers all over, <laughs> whatever. So I, I actually didn't own a single pair of black leggings. So I needed black leggings and black jeans. And I, um, those are my re- recent purchases. I found those in anthropology. And okay. when it comes to jeans and it comes to bras, comes to shoes I I spend money on those things because one I've had foot surgery and um I just I feel like it's important to take care of our feet but yeah um anyway jeans it's to me those are the things that I'm gonna wear forever they're not trendy to me they're just a staple in my closet so I'm willing to outlay more money for those than probably something else that Mm -hmm. Uh, for sure comes and goes so is this every season do you do something similar like you can give yourself like two or three items that you can purchase yes I would say that's uh, I kind of go into a season and it's not a like a quarterly season it's usually like the summer season or the winter season that I'll know these are just something that I've wanted for a while and I haven't had and I know that I'd wear Mm -hmm. wear it a lot and so it will be the one or two things that yeah I I really track them down Um, sometimes it will be something that I saw someone wear three or four years ago like a free people kimono or something like that and I will search Uh Poshmark and I'll search eBay and I'll search I'll just keep searching for that item and I don't want to buy the item something similar I want that item and I'm willing to just wait even if it's a couple of years to find that exact thing because if I I'm kind of the same way at estate sales Um, if it's expensive and I'm having to really debate on do I want to spend this money a lot of times I leave it up to chance and I think if I come back tomorrow and it's still there I'll do it and um, and so there are very few things that if I walk away from my regret that I didn't buy, I do have a few things in, in the last 10 years that I do regret. Typically it's a piece of art that I walked away okay. from and I thought I'll come back tomorrow. And if it's meant to be, it'll be there and it's gone. And I feel really heartbroken that I didn't just pull the trigger that day. Uh-huh. But, um, but other than that, no, I, it, I try not to be impulsive, but be more mm-hmm. mindful because I don't necessarily want quantity I want the quality or that that exact item that really has just I don't know embedded itself in my brain (laughs) that I know I will love it and buying something that is similar just isn't going to hack it I'll still be obsessed about that other item so yeah does that answer that question absolutely absolutely okay so tell us something are you on the hunt for anything while you're out thrifting or estate sale shopping this fall? Anything you're looking for? Hmm. Well, we've been renovating our house for a while. And Uh um, so right now I'm actually in more of a house mode and looking at um, 
specific household items. One is a specifically shaped uh, bookshelf cabinet something for our bathroom because we just completely uh -huh. gutted a bathroom, renovated it, and put two pedestal sinks in. So I need something tall and really narrow to fit in between. So I'm constantly on the hunt for that wherever we go. Garage sales, estate sales, consignment uh -huh. stores, whatever. I'm always looking for that. Um, also, I have a couple of light fixtures that I'm looking for. And, you know, it's wonderful because I'm not in a hurry for these things. So again, I don't feel like I have to settle. I'm not desperate. I can just make do with what we have. And then if the right thing comes along, I'm ready to pull the trigger on it because I know that I really do specifically need that item in the house. So really, it's, it's house. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that's what I've gotten from you this whole conversation is you're not in a hurry. No, I'm not. No. You're willing to wait and which just makes my heart smile because so much of what we talk about in ethical fashion is that um, these fast fashion brands want you to be in a hurry yes. and they want you to impulse buy all the time. And yes. so being able to actually go, no, I'm going to have a different purchasing strategy. I'm not going to let my heart and my mind get in a frenzy of that wasn't on my list, but it looks so cute. I think I need it. I don't know, you know, but I love your heart of just, I'm going to give it time. Yes. And I'm not in a hurry to purchase. So. No, I'm not. And I, I do think that, uh, you know, there are, there are certain things in my closet that I have multiples of. There's a particular free people. I think it's called the trapeze, um, trapeze dress. Now, mm -hmm. for me, it's a layering piece, and I have it in probably six colors because, one, I found it at a consignment store in probably four colors, and I'd already gotten two um, in black and white. And so these others, I knew I loved this shirt. I, I wear at least one color every single week under something, and it's uh -huh. just a staple. And so when I found it at a consignment store in all these other colors, it was an easy buy for me because yeah. – it, I, I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but I almost feel like it's a gift uh -huh. <laughs> from God, yeah. from the universe, whatever you want to call it. It's just like, oh, this is my most favorite thing. And now I can have it in all these colors for this such a good price. And so yeah. um, I, I, I remember when I was younger and I was working in retail and following the fashions and having to stay up to date working in these stores. I remember there would be older women that would come in and say, I love this t-shirt. I want it in four colors. And I thought that is so weird. I would never yeah. do that. And now I know the shirt that I love at Banana Republic, the t-shirt, it's just uh -huh. the basic white black t-shirt. That's what I need. And I know this particular layering piece is my piece. I just, I'll probably wear it until I'm buried in it. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I just, there are a few things that if I see it, it will be an impulse because I know I already love it. But other than right. that, I'm I'm pretty, uh, you're right. I feel like as I've accumulated and built my wardrobe, it's full of pieces that I absolutely love that I'm actually heartbroken if they get a hole in them. Uh -huh. um, and I'll fix the hole until, right. you know, they just, it rips apart because right. I really loved it. I loved it. 
And I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was so wonderful to meet you officially. And thank you. So fun. Well, thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Amy Teague. Go look her up on Instagram and her beautiful website with her photography. She does amazing work. If you're in Tulsa, you need to hire her. I so enjoyed talking to her. I loved her story about her Kate Spade bag and how she felt like she was stealing it because it was so cheap. That's what I think of when I think of thrifting. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an episode on ethical giving. How to make sure that your giving this season aligns with your heart, who you are, and also has great strategy behind it. So stay tuned. Hey guys, are you following us on Instagram? Are you following us on Facebook? Guys, we want to hear from you. We're asking questions. We want to get to know you all. So go online, find us there. If you have any questions about the episode today, please go to our show notes and leave us a comment. And I would love to get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks, guys.